From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. Yes. Okay, no, like, weird interjection (laughs) trying to screw me up this time. I see how it is. See how it is. (laughs) Before we get no. too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do a lot. They do a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you ac- uh, discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link above our homepage and join today. We'd also like to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons: Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, Hafnerell Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If, become, if you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blindnewstudios uh, and become a patron today. Or go to blindnewstudios.com, click on the patron link above our homepage, um, and you can find that there. And while you're there, go ahead and find our store link. Um, or go to teespring.com slash store slash studios and check out all of our merch. Lando, I know you're excited about our merch. It's fantastic. Go bother Carlos, go outside. though. <laughs> anyway. He's just bored with our... Nah. Oh, first episode was so good. He didn't bark at all. And he wasn't down here at all. That's fair. <laughs> all right, Brian, what have you been up to beer-related lately before we get into uh, my disastrous brew day? <laughs> yeah, working off the... Uh, hangover of the uh, four-year anniversary of the brewery, and also feeling very good about getting together uh, the 12 new beers that we're going to release this year in cans. Very excited about that. Because one of my favorite things, even though it's extremely Is one of them Anthony's Cookie Ale? Why, why is it Anthony's Cookie Ale? It, that was for Sam's <laughs> Sam's Christmas Village. Like it doesn't. It's not for Anthony. I mean, yeah, but he's like the biggest proponent of that beer I've ever. If it was like Anthony's seen. Meat Boy Ham Beer, like then we'd be in business. But I don't. That's not the direction we're. Ever I'm sorry, go. <laughs> Anthony has decided that's his beer. <laughs> that's what keeps him alive these days. I know. <laughs> But no, we're gonna release a whole bunch of beers, and so uh, along with a lot of them, not a lot of them, several of them are beers we've made already. A few of them are beers that we're gonna tweak and make better, and a few are brand new, which I love writing brand new beer recipes. Uh, the possibilities are always endless, and and you don't get to do that very often anymore. We do not, for one, and that's one of the reasons why. But also creating the label art and. Um, really understanding how the marketing feature might work is also something I'm super into. Well, and your guys' artist, Julie, is fantastic. She is a ridiculous human being robot lady. Like, she's cool as hell. We, I, I keep telling her that she needs to be on. Well, I've been telling her this for years that she, you know. but I know. She's, she's, a, bu- she's a busy lady. She's a busy lady. They have a little, a little girl now, uh, uh, Hazel Ann, and she lives way the hell up in Osceola, too, so. That's really Is that far. closer to uh, Gordon's studio? In Amory? No. Or no, he's in, he's Eau, in Eau Claire. Claire. No, yeah. it's No, it's not. not. That's the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah, no. completely wrong direction. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Osceola's in Minnesota. I just remember that. No, no. it's not. It's Wisconsin. Is it? Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know where anything it's is like anymore. North 
east of, of Somerset where Justin lives. Okay. I'm just like, there's not much more east I can get without being in Minnesota. So forgive me. I'm for sorry, that. west yeah. then. No, no, it was east. Or yeah, no, I'm, yeah, west. You're Wait right. a minute. You I, messed, I, up. messed up. I didn't you mess did. up. Wow. 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 Uh, anyway. I blame, uh, I blame being sick. That's, you can blame that all day. That's fine. Yeah. Ah, yeah. See, I, I got an excuse and you can hear it in my voice. You can. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So you got all these beers. That's very exciting. Yeah, that's great. That's about it. That's I don't it? know. Okay. Just lots of, like, I'm really looking forward to this year. Like, I just to see what. It seems like this is going to be a really fun year for you guys. Yeah, you have a, you have a lot of, look like. you have a lot more real estate to play with. Um, than you have in the past two years. Yeah, all the stuff down in Spring Valley, it's, it's very exciting. Um, Jason Paul, who you've heard on a couple episodes uh, past here, is, uh, he just, uh, it, it is. Dude knows how to brew beer. Yeah, it's extremely gratifying to have hired a human that knows way more than I do about beer and fermentation, but it's also extremely <laughs> difficult <laughs> to know that there's somebody that's completely lapped all of us, like, Oh, no, the guy, you he, know, he's such a resource. It's fantastic. It's it's incredible. So he 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 can take any kind of information and process it in the way that needs, you know, needs to be. So anyway, what about uh, what about you? Yeah. So um, what, we're going to talk about a and I keep calling it a hazy. It's not really a hazy because I didn't have all of the things to make it a hazy. So I just kind of brewed this beer. Uh, it's an IPA that I brewed. Um, and it was uh, brewed with ingredients I had on hand. Um, so let me go ahead and pull up the recipe real quick. Um, and so it was going to be, uh, I ended up with, um, like a pound of cryo palisades for some reason. What? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember why I bought it, but you I did. You should probably figure that out. That's kind of random. It, it, well, I mean, I, I just I, I, there was a sale, is how I ended up with it, and because uh, okay. it was on sale. Um, all right, so we'll start with a malt bill. All right, malt bill for this is seventy three percent two row, twenty percent Vienna, um, and seven uh, percent chit malt. That is a big ass chunk of Vienna malt. Yeah, well, I needed something other than two row. <laughs> <laughs> something to convert. I get it. And so, yep. yeah, and I don't know if 20% Vienna is normally what you'd. Uh, well, and so it's, uh, it was, uh, it was a specialty Vienna. So, like, okay. four Lava Bond, like, very, like, very light. That's um, interesting. Okay. Yep. Where is that from? Uh, that was from our friends at Sugar Creek. Oh, sweet. Yep. What up, Sugar Creek? Yeah, uh, it tasted fantastic, awesome. which is part of the reason I was like, ah, let's let's do this. Okay. And I was also, like, thinking Palisade, like, I was going to use the Palisade, uh, right, like, initially, so I was, like, thinking, like, almost, um, like, along those British styles, like, you know, going a little sweeter, a little caramelier on that, um, a little, little bit more biscuit, but, uh, yeah, so didn't do that. Uh, ended up finding a bunch of Comet and Equinot in my freezer, uh, both cryo. So I used that instead because that sounded way more fun. So I used uh, an ounce of Palisade cryo as my bittering at 60 minutes for 37 and a half IBUs. Um, then, for, then I did a hop stand of Comet and Equinot. Uh, for, well, an ounce of each. 
Then uh, I did a uh, high croizen dry hop of half an ounce each of Comet and Equinot. And then I'm going to do a final dry hop right before kegging of Comet and Equinot. Okay. And what's the idea of uh, doing that many... That many is to get different, uh, to pull different profiles from the hops at each different stage. So we're going to get different flavors and aromas from those, uh, from the, from every stage I use them. And then as we've also learned the... We're going to get biotransformation with the high croizen. We're going to get... And, and more contact time just with that Mm -hmm. equal set of... Yes. Those two hops. Hop varieties. Yep. In general. Yeah. So we're doing we're doing smaller doses more frequently. Um, is how you get the the maximum. You got like three beers. I, in front did, of <laughs> I have shown folks on my Instagram um, pictures of like on my story of us or my Snapchat of uh, us doing shows and there's like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like 900 beers on the table. Yeah. And today is, there's not as many. There's today only like is, there's not as many. Yeah. Four, but. All right, so uh, this was a brew day from hell, and I figured out what the problem was. Okay. Um, but I will. It's the brew day from hell. Okay. Well, but but I'll reveal that in, yeah. in a minute. So um, my mash efficiency, 58.5%. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Brew house efficiency 72%, but that's only because I uh, got all of my missing stuff from a bunch of DME. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Desperate times. Uh, Although that is, that's not really all the desperate of a measure. No, but it was, it, it sucked. It was, I, I was, I was miserable uh, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Mm. Um, and then I remembered something, uh, you actually jogged my memory. So I don't remember if you, if, or I, I don't know if you remember early last year, I bought a sack of malt and was doing a bunch of brewing. Yeah. Um, and got really discouraged cause I couldn't hit any numbers. Mm-hmm. This was around the same time you guys were having an issue hitting a bunch of numbers. Yes. And this is for the same for same the reason. exact same reason. It was a bad malt batch, just a bad batch, and that's yep. how she goes. Yep. And I forgot, mm-hmm. uh, and absolutely neglected to throw that malt away. Yeah. So like I I was like I was like okay so I'm I'm building this beer I'm like okay I need a bunch of base malt I think I have some out in the garage in like the like the like airtight con- containers yeah I tasted it didn't taste stale I'm like all right we're good but was that compounded with with the fact that it was ground or was it no 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 it was all it was all it was all ground okay because that's something to think about too any kind of like PG or pre ground malt like you can't leave that sitting out yeah no I yeah I would not. Uh, yeah, the, I don't, I, like, I, ha, I have my own, like, I don't, yeah, always always buy, like, not ground if you can. Yeah. Grind it yourself. It's one more variable you can control. If you can't, then find uh, find a shop that you trust that gives you a contis- consistent grind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then always buy your malt from there. It's just, it's, it's another vari- variable that's really hard. So, yeah, 
So I was I was doing this and I was like, I, and I was beating my head and I think I was texting you throughout it, being like, and I was texting my buddy Steve, just like, like I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like this is the worst. Just like discouraged, it's and then tough. been there. You're like, been oh yeah. Many, sometimes many you times. just get a bad batch of malt, and then everything clicked, and I'm like. I did this. To that's myself. literally the, that's literally <laughs> what I texted you. Like the, that was the sentence. Yeah, sometimes it's just a bad patch, and it's happened, and it's happened with some some maltsters that that I uh, definitely have love, yep. love and respect for, and will still absolutely use. But uh, that wasn't the first fuck up of the day. Well, actually, so the first fuck up of the day was using that malt, but that wasn't okay. the first fuck up I noticed. All right. So I'm using the uh, my. Uh, my Bruzilla, right? Yep. And in there, there is a grain basket. Mm-hmm. So lately, um, in order to shorten my brew day, I've been prepping everything the night before and having it so as soon as I wake up Saturday morning, 6 a.m., I can go mash in and then go shower and make breakfast and stuff. And then by the time I'm done showering, I'm ready to sparge. Right. Right? Uh, it's fantastic. So I wake up at 6 a.m., May have had a few beers the night before, uh, a little hungover. Uh, go to mash in, start putting stuff in, or I get a, like a good little like zhuzh of the grain bucket into the thing and realize I have not put the grain basket into the thing. So there's now just grain in, just deciding to settle on down by where the element is. And uh, like, so. I scoop out what I can and, like, get the grain basket in or whatever. Uh, but there's a little bit of a burnt sugar cookie flavor uh, uh, that has surprisingly dissipated. What the hell? Yeah. I was very, like, so it was very prominent in the sample I took off of the the kettle. Yeah. And then uh, I was taking samples last week, or I guess end of this week, and gone. Okay. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I didn't really want to dump this batch. No, no kidding. Uh, but yeah, I was, blew my mind. <laughs> Just let him bark. It's happy. Well, good. But yeah, so that was, uh, that was that was my rough brew day. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about that and made you feel better about your brew days. Yeah, that, I mean, man, tough brew days sometimes. All right, well, you know, we got to get you uh, to brew a beer on this system. On the so. Brazilian, I will yeah. do that. Because, I mean, it's something different. We'll figure out a nicer day, though, so we can at least sit outside and... Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Commercial calibration, we are doing a beer from BrewDog. And full disclosure, I'm not the biggest fan of BrewDog. I just, Do you want to say why? <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely will. Um, I've been to pubs in four different countries. And every single time, the beer is fine. But it... Never feels like it, it feels like it doesn't belong anywhere that it is because it 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 has so many different influences. I feel like like it just it never feels like an American beer or a British beer or yeah. an Irish beer well, or this a German beer. Like or, I've I've always kind of approached trying out beers by Brewdog the same way as I have with Dogfish Head, where I'm like, all right, there's gonna be an ounce of bullshit in this. Because it's like, well, we brewed it on a raft on a river with, uh, you know, 
like a w- only wood to fire the kettle kind of a thing. And you're just like, okay, cool, but real fucking gimmicky. And I don't know. It's like I said, it's just an ounce of bullshit. It's like just brew the beer. And then if the beer is good, people will like it and drink it and they will buy it. Yeah. But this is the kind know, of thing just, where it, it's it, like. I feel like it, it doesn't have any soul to me. Already, I'm looking at this can and I'm annoyed. And it says grapefruit infused, which. Yeah. You can do with hops. So this is the Elvis Juice IPA. Um, why why are you annoyed by this can? Is it the American flag motif? It's not an American flag. Is it the peanut butter and jelly motif? Is that what they're going for? I don't know. But I know it was. I also <laughs> know it was brewed in Ohio, which I think Ohio. No offense, Ohio. I just wanted to say that I think that's like a good cross section of America. Do you think that that's why they used uh, Columbus hops in it? Probably, because it was brewed in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know what they're trying to do. Uh, I, I'm, right. I'm sure there's a bunch of people sitting around in a, in a boardroom having a very important meeting about like marketing and how these beers should work. But uh, Andy says we need to do an Instagram live of you brewing on the Brewzilla, <laughs> um, and then brings up the. Uh, the brew dog when they made their like super high ABV one and stuffed it in a squirrel. Yeah, gimmick. Yep. There. Oh no. Oh, here we go. God damn it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna read this. Do you want me to read? Yeah, if you want to read, I uh, I have it up on the website. Lando. Do you the brew dog website? Yeah, Land- I'm sorry, everyone. Lando just he's still a pup. Like he came bounding down with a squeaky, as you can hear. Uh, go ahead. Uh, an American IPA with a bitter edge that will push your citrus tolerance to the brink and back. Elvis juice is loaded with tart, pithy grapefruit. This IPA has a caramel malt base supporting a full frontal citrus overload. Grapefruit piled on top of intense aroma hops. Waves of crashing pine, orange, and grapefruit round out the citrus-infused IPA. Uh, beer with an ABV uh, above 0.5% can ship to the following states. <laughs> Um, yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, this is a six and a half percent IPA. Um, did you not get it? All right. No. So you, you taste the beer and start talking about, I'll fix this problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we should edit, but we won't. <laughs> so malt beverage with natural flavors, it says. Now I'm drinking it and. Yes, I'm getting grapefruit, like massive grapefruit, only grapefruit. Um, Followed by like kind of a like biscuity or bready like malt backbone, which is a good balance I think in this beer. But I don't, I I can appreciate if you can make the beer taste like grapefruit and um, not have to add actual grapefruit infusion to it. Um, I also think it kind of gives like almost an unnatural bitter bitterness mm. to it too, like by infusing the grapefruit. So with I get not necessarily a bitterness I get a juice like quality to yeah, it yeah juice like yep. but that's like uh, it, it's a beer like I don't I don't if I wanted some grapefruit juice I would drink some grapefruit juice it's uh, maybe bitterness isn't the right word it's uh, almost pithy pithy is a better word yeah yeah like pithy or tannic mm-hmm. like it has like that I don't know if I'd say tannic but it's pretty pretty damn close like uh, it's you know you know I guess yeah bitterness is like pithy. Yeah, okay, pithy. Yeah, that. pithy is the right. Oh, yeah, pithy. <laughs> oh, yeah, very pithy. Um, aromas, it's not. 
It's overwhelmingly grapefruit. Maybe maybe a hint of orange, but it's just that it's just like that overwhelm. It's like it's just overwhelmingly citrus. There's not much else there. Mm -hmm. The body, like because of the juice, it feels like it's just kind of cut off. There's not a ton of mouthfeel there for me. With without. See, even that that malt backbone. Like, if you took the malt backbone out, we could just call this a seltzer. Almost, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I do not enjoy it. Yeah, it's. A, it's. It's. I mean, it's fine. Like, I wouldn't. I drink, wouldn't send it back. I wouldn't send it. But back, I wouldn't order but I another wouldn't drink too. Yeah, like straight up. So. All right. It's okay. Well, let's talk about other things that we wouldn't drink two of. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are talking about the new BJCP guidelines uh, this week, Uh, specifically two of the new additions that I thought were really interesting, uh, more so in how they classified them than the fact that they were added. Mm -hmm. And I want I'm I'm really I have not talked with Brian about this, so I'm very uh, excited to hear what he has to say. But we're going to be talking about the Hazy and the Brute IPAs. Um, they're in the uh, 21 category of the BJCP guidelines. Yeah, 21 overall, uh, but 21B is I- extremely... So 21 is American IPA, I believe, right? Yeah. Oh, hang on. Let me scroll back because there's a lot yep. of them. Uh, no, it's just, it's just IPA. Nope. Specialty IPA specifically. No, well, 21 is IPA. 21 is IPA as a whole. 21A yep. is American IPA, which everybody knows. Specialty IPA is freaking all over the place. Yes. So 21 IPA, uh, 21B, when we talked about this during the 80 style challenge, we were like, this is insane. It's an undistinct style. And like your other favorites that are in there are like black IPA or Cascade rye and IPA. dark, rye, Belgian, um, brown, red. Uh, I mean, rye is fantastic. Rye IPAs are great. Uh, but the one we're talking about, and white IPA is in here too, but the one we're going to talk about is Brute IPA. So like your pale, hop forward American IPA. Talked about this a little bit last episode about um, like very dry beers. Yeah. Uh, before before you know. we dig into Brute specifically, sure. um, I'd like to just point out that 21C is hazy IPA. I don't know why. I'm, and why, like, how do you feel about hazy getting its own category versus being under specialty IPA? Well, I mean, it's not really its own category. It's a subcategory. But Well, I, you know what I mean. Like, I still think it should be a subcategory of a subcategory. And, you know, we've we've been pretty verbal about, like, Really just not not like wanting this style to go away, but wanting it to not be like the big crazy style right now. But like there's always got to be one of those. Um, whether they linger this long or not is is a whole different issue. But I think 21C is probably, and I, I don't know, I mean, we could hit these guys up and just straight up ask them. Yeah. Like, if there were nine of you sitting around the table and there were five of you that were like, yeah, we should 21C should be to- totally be hazy IPA because it's a big market segment or whatever. There's there's something we're missing here as to why it went 21C. You, like, and I, this is all conjecture. Like, correct, do you, do you think it is a market segment thing? Yes. Okay. Yes, be, because you don't see every brewery in Minneapolis making 10 brute IPAs. They all make 10... I mean, there was a moment when we did ten hazy the, IPAs. Well, not as long as this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. So like, 
the the you know it's it's like uh, fat pants in the '90s. It's like oh, these pants need to be obnoxiously large. Why? Who the f- who knows? Like it's just it. Lo- I mean, it, it everybody needs cool. a pair of Jenkos, man. It looks cool right now. So like to have it be this murky weirdness looks cool right now. What is not going to fade about this type of beer? Uh, is like the way that the hops all the, play. The, the hop flavor profile, Because yeah. this, and again, we'll get into it, like the first sentence out of the gate in 21C Hazy IPA is an American IPA. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. It's an American IPA, but it, it has all this haziness and stuff. And so that's, again, I don't, I think it's, Unnecessary for it to be its well, own thing. So let's let's unless let's, you want to talk about market share, which I don't know what the BJCP, BJCP shouldn't have anything to do with market share. It's this is a homebrew yeah thing. So that's where I'm at with it. Whether take um, it or leave. Well, it. so let's let's dig into hazy before we dig into brute because uh, brute is a response to hazy. So we should do it in that order. Mm-hmm. Um, so the new the new uh, the new guidelines like. Uh, an American IPA, which yeah, with intense fruit flavors and aromas, a soft body, uh, smooth mouthfeel, and often opaque with substantial haze. Honestly, I, I think o- I think often opaque. Like why? I think I think that's I think another stupid in in that sentence I read. The only important part is intense fruit and aromas, fruit fruit flavors and aromas with a soft body and smooth mouthfeel. You can. Accomplish that in a clear IPA, but but listen though, like when they say often opaque with substantial often, if I if we scroll back up to twenty one B and specialty and talk about a black IPA or a Cascadian, is it dark? Is opaque? Do they say is it often dark? No, it's just no. It's always it should always be opaque. It should always be hazy. Like it shouldn't eventually become clear there is a there is in my mind a flaw in your hazy ipa if if it drops out and becomes clear there's a flaw mm-hmm. and i'll say that and i will say that knowing that our hazy ipa because of the way we like to keep shelf stability that yes ours drops out and becomes a little bit more clear which i don't care about because i get better shelf stability it's still the same flavor profile am i calling it a hazy ipa for marketing yes Absolutely. Should 21C be a thing? No. Um, aroma, uh, or sorry, uh, less perceived bitterness than traditional IPAs, but always massively hop forward. And uh, it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be with you on this one. I think longevity, we're going to see intense fruit, uh, fruit uh, flavors and aromas, soft body, mouthfeel um, with less perceived bitterness mm-hmm. is going to be a longstanding trend. And I think the haze is going to... Yeah, I just fall out for lack of a better term. From a from a this is the BJCP. This is for uh, beer judging. Yeah, and when you get a beer to judge, it should be either fresh or not fresh. If the style says it doesn't need to be fresh and it and it can be this cool. If it's a hazy IPA, it should be fresh. And so when I, I even brought in the fact of shelf stability and why I think this or that mm-hmm. again. Not to you know beat the dead horse, but this example should come in fresh, so it should be should be hazy. But anyway, moving on. All right. Um. I so we're gonna skip down through some of this, uh, just because 
we don't need to go through everything no, here. No, no. Um, the history on this one is very in- interesting to me. Like, on both of these, it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, because some of these, like, you get, like, very deep things. This is a modern craft beer style originating in uh, the New England region of the U.S. As an American IPA variant, Stop. Alchemist Hetty Topper is believed to be the original inspiration as the style grew in popularity during the 20 Hetty Topper, but look at commercial examples. Do they have Hetty Topper in there? They don't. <laughs> they do not. Uh, is Hetty Topper still made? I don't, well, I mean, that. there you go. Yep. Maybe not. Um, Lando, what is up, bud? You got a cheese bone. He doesn't like hazy IPA either. He doesn't like hazy IPA either. We're going to keep playing this game where I just keep giving him treats until he shuts up. Yep, that'll work. It, it has been so far. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Uh, characteristic ingredients. So this one I have some beef with. Yeah. Because we've talked a lot about this. Yep. Um, so grist like an American IPA, but with more flake grains and less caramel or specialty malts. No. We're, we're, th- you know what I don't see listed here anywhere, Brian? Chip malt. Chip malt. <laughs> <laughs> we learned it's more about chit and pH than... Than any of the flaked these. grain or do you remember when adjunct. this first came out and everybody was adding flour into their beer? Literally, we did that. We literally did flour, but yeah, it's uh, <sighs> I don't know, I don't know if I've ever taken so much issue with anything the BJCP has done, and then, then this one, then this, yeah, uh, yep, so uh, chloride rich water. Which makes sense. Like, I think this is one of the few times that they actually mentioned water in the mm-hmm. styles. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and then heavily dry hop, partly during active fermentation, using a variety of hopping doses and temperatures to emphasize depth. Uh, biotransformation, I think that's the first time that's been mentioned in the BJCP gui- guidelines. Um, and then commercial examples here. None of well, these are... Did, e- did oh. we talk about style comparison? Oh, uh, we have not yet. No, go well, ahead. Well, because there's another contradiction in here too, in their in their wording, and it's many. Let's see here. Where is it? Uh, hazier, a hazier appearance than American IPA. Where at the beginning, overall impression, it just says an American IPA. I, I feel like that's a contradiction to not to. Anyway, that's not really what we're we're talking about. Well, about no, style, no, but it is. I mean, we're making a. We're making an episode out of nothing. We're like, making a stand. Yeah. Well, and like this is, I, I, I'm fascinated by this because it's it's different than anything that's happened before. It feels rushed. It does. It really does. Um, and then the commercial examples are you can't get these anywhere. Like these, none none of these are even U.S. wide available. None of the commercial examples. No. No, uh, that Bel- too. We, have, we have Belching Beaver. Where is we have Hill Farmstead, Other Half, uh, Diamonds, Pint House, Treehouse, Trillium, and Weldworks. There's only a couple of those I've never heard of, which I don't know if that means a damn or not. Well, no, but it, well, I mean, that's, but even if you've heard them, you can't get like, I've had Treehouse a handful of times, mm-hmm. I've had Trillium a handful of times, and Hill Farmstead a handful of times, but. I've had to trade and like lock out for them. Right. It's I like it's I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna do commercial examples, um, I would think uh, like I'm honestly surprised not to see 
some of the stuff that uh, Toppling Goliath is doing in there. Um, I or, think that might be a region thing for us. I, I and again, but though this organization is like this countrywide. Well, but a lot of it happened in the Midwest. Like the the organization is based out of St. Paul, is it not? Uh, I can't remember. I don't. If know. I'm not mistaken, it's and there yeah. are a few people in our realm. Yeah. Well, so when, when we get to Brute, uh, Fair State's one of the. One of the beers or one of the breweries in there, right? Which is no way. It is okay. Well, that that'd be because of the region. Yeah, like that's yeah, not, not because it's like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about brute because this is this one I'm more okay with because they shoved it under specialty IPA. Yeah, and this one went away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I and I or knew this one didn't. was gonna go it away. Went away in our you can area. go back, you can listen to our brood IPA episode, and you can tell how mad I am about it. <laughs> and <laughs> and then it went away, and I feel so vindicated. <laughs> this is another one where they're basically like, "Yeah, this is pale hop for American IPA variant." Yeah, you wanna you wanna hit the overall impression for us. Yeah, I can do that. Let me scroll. Do some more scrolling. It's a variant with a bone-dry finish. Bone-dry. It's hyphenated. Very high carbonation and a restrained bitterness level. Restrained bitterness. That's fine. Uh, I think this was probably around that time where we were all starting to talk about zero IBU IPA. Yep. Um, can be suggestive, suggestive of a sparkling white wine or champagne. Champagne. Uh, the hop character is modern. And emphasizes flavor and aroma dimensions, which is interesting because how many dimensions can you get out of an extremely dry beer? One. Well, there you go. You said it. Uh, <laughs> you guys did a brute, didn't you? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It went on. It sold. It went off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, comments on here are kind of interesting. Original concept was a sparkling wine-like IPA, although the hop character now varies more widely. Very low final gravity and high carbonation makes balance critical, often requiring a surprisingly low uh, measured bitterness. Brute is a wine term indicating dryness. Using correctly added enzymes can cause diacetyl, which is always a flaw, which diacetyl should mostly always be um, <laughs> so the history on this one I think is fascinating because again there isn't any mm. um, a modern craft beer style originating in 2017 at the now closed Social Kitchen and Brewery in San Francisco as a west coast reaction to the rising trend of east coast hazy and juicy IPAs as well as thick and sweet so called milkshake IPAs which notable uh, like Notable, like, uh, it's not in here. Yeah, uh, they missed it. Well, it's just, yeah, it's, it's not it's not in the BJCP guidelines Is there not at all. something in Hazy, the Hazy IPA, that says it shouldn't be like a milkshake? It, there might be. Um, yeah, in style comparison. It's oh, yeah. Many modern American IPAs are fruity and somewhat hazy. Examples with dry crisp finish, blah, blah. Yeah, it's be entered. Noticeable additions of fruit, lactose, vanilla, etc. to increase the fruity smooth character should be entered in a spe specialty category defined by the additives of fruit. So you'd have to enter a you know, milkshake I, IPA. I know that a lot of people lump hazy IPA with um, these milkshake, IPAs. milkshake IPAs, but the BJCP they are very different. Incorrectly made 21C, and then also at the same 
other corner of their mouth said, but not a milkshake. What other people identify as this type of beer? It should be entered in as 29A or 29C or 30D. So we're kind of all over the place here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, reaction to... Oh, well, and then, like, I loved the sweet so-called milkshake IPAs. Like, there's no shade being thrown in that wording whatsoever. <laughs> Like, um, this style is, wait, uh, yeah, we go down to the next one. This style is still evolving and changing, perhaps dying, as the beer was quite faddish in 2018 to 2019. Uh, most versions seem to be morphing into low-calorie IPAs. So they didn't want to put this into, like, historical beer, or no? I mean, <laughs> they might as well have, right? Um, style comparison, don't really need to go into that too much, uh, but... Commercial examples, I found this one interesting because there's three. Drake's Brightside Extra Brewed IPA, Fair State Brewing Co-op, The Brute Squad, and Omagong Brewed IPA. At least Omagong was available throughout the U.S. Uh, well, I, I don't know what Fair State's I distribution don't, what their is. distro is these days. I don't know. I don't you, you've got – there's a lot of breweries – in in our area that are like, yeah, we, we distributed to like 34 countries this year, but we only made 8,000 barrels. And it's like, oh. They sent a bottle to each country. Yeah, that, exactly. That's, that's distribution. Like, oh, okay. Well. But no, it was just, I like, I seeing Fair State on there, like, blew my mind. I was like, what? Yeah, a little, little bit jarring to see, uh, well, I don't know, somewhat local anyway for us. it's. I mean, they're pretty local, like over, Twin Cities area. Over there in Northeast and in the cities. Uh, I I haven't seen Dangerous Man on here anywhere. You, you know? don't know, and they push the the boundaries, and you yep. really th- I don't know. I mean, not that Fair State doesn't. They're just kind of more known, I think, for their sour. Yep. Program that Roselle man, that's a good beer. Sure is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Generally, no complaints with with Fair State's beer. I didn't mean to make it seem. Oh like no, no, no no no. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, they have a few beers that I really enjoy. Um, Same. I was just yeah. It was just like. And I don't think I even had their brute squad. I definitely did not. And I don't even think they make it anymore. <laughs> well, I think I think though do you, we I do remember when this sort of came up, and I do remember us sort of like this was at your old place in you know the old studio yep. studio A studio or whatever. A. We all just sort of had a chuckle, and we're like, "Oh, this is not going to be." No, because I remember I remember the first one I had. Um, I was very excited because I was really mad about Haze. And I was like, oh, well, this is going to be like uh, a throwback to like super hoppy. like uh. And then I tasted it and I tasted hops and then no body. So honestly, the Brute IPA was like a hoppy seltzer. Yeah. Like that's that's all it was. It yeah. Was, fizz, fizzy water with hops. I yep. don't know. Doesn't like. Lagunitas make something like that. <laughs> they just make the the fizzy water without the alcohol. Yeah. Anyway. I, yeah. I uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I so I'm sorry. I have some pretty hardcore opinions about. I I think how this works. But well, it's we we've spent a lot of time talking about hops. We spent a lot of time talking about IPAs, um, and 2021, like they they put these new things in there, and I think we we needed to have this conversation about it, and it was fun for me. I hope it was fun for you. I hope it's fun for the listeners. I hope so. Because I mean, every once in a while, I like to just gripe about something. Sure. 
<laughs> Ryan's like, look, I like griping. I just don't want to admit it. Like, <laughs> oh no, I, I don't mind a good gripe, especially when I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, we should make the style guidelines. Eh. I don't want to put that much work into it. That's the beginning. That sounds we like a shitload of work. There we go. All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and just an email at feedback at blindingstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindingstudios. Follow us on Twitter at blindingstudios.ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Lando, do you have any parting words? Bark, bark, bark. So you know he won't do it. Peace! <laughs>